You're listening to the FCPS show, the podcast about Austria's fan-owned club, FC Pinskau Salfelden. On this episode, we'll be giving you an update on the state of play in the Salzburg region. Welcome back to the FCPS show, the podcast about Austria's fan-owned club. My name is Tom Midler. I'm your host for this episode of the podcast. I'm joined by Lee Wingate in the virtual studio as normal. How are you doing, Lee? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Same old, same old, really. Had a nice bit of action in the Austrian Bundesliga this weekend. Very much enjoyed that. What about you? How are you doing? That was crazy, wasn't it? Tell us about that, though. It was, did you get eight goals? You got an eight-goal thriller. That's just what you want when you're at a game. Yeah, exactly. It was at the, the Generali Arena, the home of Austria Vienna, one of the, the biggest capital clubs. And they were playing Wolfsburg at Adsi in a uh, what what was for Wolfsburg a race for the top six. And it was, apart from the a bitterly cold and snowy weather, it was very nice. There were a few people in the in the press box with me that were wrapped up in blankets, a few that didn't even come out for the second half. So it was it was bitterly cold on on the day. Oh, I was away in uh, in the deep snow in the middle of Austria. I wasn't in Vienna, but uh, I can uh, I can definitely sympathise with those cold temperatures. Uh, incredible game though, and uh, incredible finale to the regular season in the Austrian Bundesliga. We covered that, of course, on uh, our other project, the other Bundesliga. So uh, if you haven't checked out the other Bundesliga podcast yet, well worth doing because there was some incredible late drama in the league here. But we're here today, of course, to talk about FC Pinsgau Salfelden. The interview last week, Lee. I'm still thinking about that. The Stiegel interview. That was that was cool, wasn't it? Really nice guys. And uh, have you had any Stiegel in the meantime? I have not. No, unfortunately, I, I I don't have any in my fridge at present. But I did have a have a chat to my uh, to my dad on on uh, Zoom the other day and was telling him that we've uh, you know we've got to go to the Stiegel Brauver the next time we he's over here and we we go to Salzburg because he's a he's a big beer lover as well. And he told me he's already been actually and had a great time. So wants to go back very nice i think i actually nicked the last can of stiegel out of your fridge the last time i was at your house it was quite a while ago now but i, I vaguely remember pinching a can of stiegel out of your fridge so maybe that's why you haven't had any stiegel <laughs> in the last week yeah to be honest it, it probably wouldn't have it wouldn't have lasted this long anyway somebody somebody would have snatched out there i'm sure so forgive you tom this this podcast will be a place of forgiveness and goodwill I thanks forgive. mate i appreciate that I couldn't resist. I actually, the power of advertising, you know, I literally went out after we recorded that podcast. I, it wasn't the same day. It wasn't that close. But the next day I went out to the shops and uh, I've been drinking non-alcoholic this year, mainly because of some, some dental work that I had done. But um, oh, I know Stiegel do do non-alcoholic beer, but I walked past the Stiegel Hellas beer uh, and I couldn't, exi- I couldn't uh, resist. So I got a few Stiegel Hell uh, to drink this week. Um, but yeah, it was a cool interview. If you haven't heard that already, um, I know a lot of people haven't been catching our pods over the last few weeks for, for a reason we'll discuss in a minute. But um, that was a really cool podcast, I thought. We spoke to you guys from Stiegel and from uh, Global Beer Network. What a cool title for a place where you work, you know, Global Beer Network. Can't go wrong there, can you? But um, that was really good, really great. Like guys who've got a, a really good knowledge of, of beer culture in the US and in Austria as well. And it was really cool hearing how that's come together. A really cool sponsorship partnership between Stiegel Brewery and FCPS. As I alluded to there, though, um, 
it's a bit more difficult for you, dear listeners, to, to get your hands on our, or get your ears on our podcasts at the moment because um, we, we've been having a lot of trouble with Twitter over the, over the last weeks. So that's gone on a bit too long, hasn't it, Lee? Certainly has. And I, I understand very much that for the fan owners, it's, it's quite, a, quite an inconvenience. That's obviously our, our big voice to communicate with, with you guys through Twitter. Um, it is, we hope, uh, just a temporary measure. And we are working uh, with uh, every person available to get that back at the moment. So hopefully it won't be too long. And then in the meantime, of course, remember that you can still follow all the updates on the German channel at FC Pinsgau and the same named channel on Facebook as well. So there's still plenty of updates available. Yeah, really frustrating that uh, we've not been able to, to speak to you via FCPSEN, the English Twitter. Um, yeah, just technical issues that are just taking forever to solve. It's really annoying. We're giving it our best and we'll, we'll do everything we can to be back as soon as we can. But for now, it's not working out. You said that you can get all the updates. At least, I suppose, the, the, the slight silver lining is that there haven't been that many updates lately. Uh, that's not really a silver lining. It's, it's quite disappointing in many ways. But um, you haven't missed an awful lot, I, I do have to say. And that's kind of why we're here today on uh, this version, this episode of the FCPS show, because uh, we were in contact with the Salzburger Fußballverband or the Salzburg Football Federation. I suppose you'd call it the Salzburg. How do you, how do you translate Verbandly? What's the best word to translate Verband? Federation or association are your two choices there. Depends on the country. I would say, I think we call it the Austrian Football Federation, don't we? So we'll go for federation in this case. Okay, so I wasn't wrong saying Verband. I, I knew, I knew uh, Federation kind of worked, but I didn't know if it was exactly the right word. Well, in that case, with full confidence, I can tell you that I did speak to the Salzburger Fußball Verband, the Salzburg Football Federation this week, and uh, I had a word with them and got a statement, got an update from them on everything that they could tell us about uh, the state of play in Salzburg. So without further ado, I will, uh, I'll play back what they said to us. Unfortunately, we don't have any new or groundbreaking news regarding match operations in amateur football. As pleasing as last week's news was, that it is now possible for youth-level training to take place, that makes the situation for overall match operations, especially at adult level, all the more sombre. Based on the Covid emergency measures order, amateur football clubs are still not allowed to hold matches. Just as in the spring of last year, the guidelines from the authorities which are adapted to the respective infection situation are the benchmark for the possibilities in football. At this moment in time, there's still a small glimmer of hope that it will at last be possible to classify the 2020-2021 competitions. This comes after the SFV board decided in autumn 2020 that it wanted to classify competitions in which every team has played at least once against every other team, and to enforce promotion and relegation. In order to achieve this, it is necessary to have a preparation period of about four weeks, training with physical contact and preparatory matches, prior to playing the matches that were cancelled in autumn 2020, which must be finished by 30th of June 2021. However, a prerequisite for this is that real training and competitive football matches are permitted by the authorities, which unfortunately has not yet happened. Our endeavour and our task as a sports association is to do everything we can to make the sport work and to do so until it really is no longer possible. We will fulfil this task 
and should we not succeed in reaching our goal due to force majeure, we will adapt to the situation to achieve the best possible solution for the sport of football. As you can see, it is not possible to make any concrete forecasts at this point in time. As soon as the situation arises, we will decide within the bounds of possibility and inform all stakeholders as soon as possible. We wish you and your club all the best and good health. So that is what they said from the Salzburger Fußballverband. Thanks to them for, for giving up their time to, to respond. And uh, we had a nice little chat and uh, a nice few emails back and forth. So uh, good contact, good communications with the Salzburg F Football Federation. Let's just pick through some of the things that they've said, because there's sort of a bit of information in there. and uh, At the same time, not a huge amount of, uh, of news, but let's pick through what we do know from what they said. So... You know, as they alluded with, first sentence, unfortunately, I don't have any new or groundbreaking news regarding match operations in amateur football. So that's, uh, you know, that's sort of the state of play. As I, as I said, you haven't really missed that much. But as pleasing as last week's news was that it's now possible for youth level training to take place, that makes the situation for overall match operations, especially at adult level, all the more sombre. So let's, let's stop there for a second youth level training is now able to take place. And we're recording this podcast on, on just the right day because actually this is the day in which FCPS as a football club have got back up and running in a sense. And we did have some training starting today, didn't we? Yeah, at youth level. Um, it does kind of make you wonder why it's allowed at youth level and not at adult level. To me, I, I don't really see too much difference there as long as the rules are respected. And, and the rules at this moment in time are that they're allowed to train in groups of up to 10 people and they have to keep a distance of two meters at all times. So it's, it's very much no contact training. I don't see why the, the adults couldn't do that anyway, but as we'll discuss a little bit later, I'm sure it wouldn't make much difference because they need to be full contact training in, in preparation for, for future competitive games. Yeah, that's it. It is slightly frustrating that, you know, football's allowed to return in some small sense, but uh, the team are not allowed to, I think, it just uh, you know this is just based on on my own opinion but I think what they've gone for with allowing the kids to train first is just that it's more important physically and and mentally for kids to to have something to do to have some activity so that's why they've started with the youngest age group but it was uh, as the statement said it was last week's news so theoretically um, this this training should have been able to happen at the beginning of last week but as you alluded to these these bitterly cold <laughs> bitterly cold snaps of weather here in Austria. I was out much closer to, to uh, Pinskau and I was under about three feet of snow. It was snowing tons every day, really a lot of snow every single day. Um, it was incredibly beautiful, <laughs> some, some wonderful photos, but uh, that meant that the facilities in Saalfelden were not ready, just given the insane amounts of snow for, for training to begin last week for the kids, um, but they have started today. So that's back up and running. It was the first step in a kind of uh, a four step plan, I believe it was, to start getting kids training with no contact and then eventually, you know, up to the teenagers and the adults. And then uh, in theory, at the end of that, we'd be back to full contact training. But to go back to the statement, football clubs in this region are, are not allowed to hold matches. Amateur football clubs are still not allowed 
to hold matches, basically. And there's the guidelines from the authorities. Uh, they're, they're always adapted to the, the situation as it is. Um, and they're trying to work out what the possibilities are. And at this current time, there's just unfortunately too many cases of COVID for, for matches to actually take place. So there's no possibility on that front yet. Uh, that leaves us still stuck in the same uh, situation that we have been for a long time with the, the season unfinished. But they do say there's a glimmer of hope, the, the, the technical term you know, that they've used, there is a glimmer of hope that it will be at least possible to classify those 2020 and 2021 season competitions. So let's, let's have a bit of a talk about that because that means you know, we haven't lost all hope for the season that, that is on such a long break right now. Well, first of all, just to go back to what you said about the guidelines that they have from the authorities, we have to remember that when the Regional Liga Salzburg was started up at the start of this season, back in, in the summer, there were around 100 or, or less than 100 coronavirus cases nationwide each day, which obviously was a, a much, much smaller number than there were than there, there were later on and than there are right now. That figure was up to six or 700 a day by the time the Regional Liga Salzburg was, was postponed in October. And that figure currently stands at, on some days at the moment, over 3,000 cases per day. So you can see the rise and the difference and, and why that there, there currently is no possibility to restart match operations. The glimmer of hope they talk about, it does make me wonder, given the amount of time that is left, because shortly after that in the statement, they mentioned that all the games, if they were to take place would have to finish by the 30th of June and there would need to be four weeks of full contact and preparation training and each team has around five or six games left the question is you know when do you fit those in there are just over two months until that deadline so it, it, it does seem like despite the best intentions it really is a glimmer of hope and, and not too much more at the moment yeah I mean let's talk about that deadline that is of course in place essentially to stop one season just just merging into another you know there has to be a deadline at some point uh, in the hope that the 2021-22 season uh, will be able to get underway at a, a kind of reasonable time and and we'll be able to start you know at some point it has to get back to normal and we have to be having full uh, full length seasons again so that's what the deadline's there for as you've said we talked about that before and I remember speaking to the to the founders of the club about their thoughts on the situation too and you know we need to be playing football the guys need to be training but you can't have a season uh with with important ramifications with promotion with relegation etc you can't have that unless the teams are at full fitness when they play their games and you know even with four weeks of preparations now to get back into into football and that in itself seems quite a long way off but even with with four weeks you know the teams are going to be a, a little bit rusty so the deadline does seem to be looming of uh 30th of June um, because we've just taken the very first step really haven't we this this uh, the kids getting out to train in some sense today is like the first step in quite a long process of, of getting uh, getting the team back to, to full training so it does seem rather a long way off and um, the, the specificity in this statement was that where the Salzburg Football Federation are right now they want still to enforce promotion and relegation they want to declare seasons finished but only if each team has played every other team home and away. So even just once, you know, get rid of the end of season playoffs, get rid of this, that and the other. But as long as everyone has had a kind of neat regular season. And if you look through the table where Pinsgau are now, 
you can see already that various teams have played different numbers of games. We're quite a long way away from, from playing every game, you know, every team home and away, unfortunately. So it, it, it does look difficult, doesn't it? That's only going to work if the teams are playing at really short intervals, perhaps three days apart at the end of June. And then it's a bit rushed to enforce something as, you know, with such significant ramifications as promotion and relegation. So it does seem a bit harsh. And we also have to remember that last season, the teams did play each other home and away once before uh, the coronavirus came and the season was, was called off. And even then they didn't enforce promotion and relegation. So it does kind of make you wonder what's different this time because last season Bischofshofen finished bottom, 12 points adrift, and they they were still allowed to stay up. So, yeah, it's kind of it's a different approach they're taking from last year, I think. Yeah, it sounds like they kind of made these rules at the beginning of this season too because obviously they were trying to think ahead. They were trying to plan uh, some kind of contingency plan for what happens, you know, if this situation did arise again this season. And unfortunately, not only has it arisen, but it's... Uh, you know, it's even more serious and it's having an even bigger hit on, on the league and, and the, the Spielbetrieb, I guess they call it, so the, the operations of, of these games. But, um, you know, they're saying here that they're going to do everything they can, of course, they're doing everything they can to make the sport work and they're going to give it every opportunity until it's no longer possible. So, you know, as, as we stand here over three months away from that deadline, although it does look difficult, as you said, you know, uh, if, if the situation were to clear up a bit, if things were to change a little bit, uh, a couple of weeks with with a game every three or four days, that would be a really nice, intense end to the season, wouldn't it? That would be that would be very special. I agree with what you're saying about relegation and promotion being still being quite difficult to enforce, but those are the rules at the beginning of the season. So you could say that everybody knew that this year, which is the one slight difference to last season, is that you know after after the home and away rounds. People were not expecting it wasn't in the rules that relegation would be an option there. Whereas this year it is in the rules that relegation would be an option if you can start and uh, and finish. But I mean, Pinskow are sort of we're we're near the bottom end of the table, but like in terms of points, we're actually sort of in the middle in the midfield. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. And I know the signings that we made had this in mind. You know, this maybe we'll play spring, maybe we'll finish the league, but actually we want to be looking ahead to next season too. So I feel like we would be as well prepared as, as we could be going into that if it did happen. I think it's also interesting what the statement says about uh, should we not succeed in reaching our goal due to force majeure, we will adapt to the situation to achieve the best possible solution. In my mind, it's interesting what those adaptations could be because on the one hand, uh, you could have them call off the season like they did last season or you might also see them, as we saw in some other leagues, enforce a kind of points per game thing if they want to you know if they want to finish the season to work out based on the amount of points teams have so far and the amount of games they've played what their average points per game is and so I actually put the Regional Liga Salzburg through that a bit of number crunching and worked out oh, what nice it would, would look like if they if they did points per game and if they if they did that that would leave Esfal Kukul uh, comfortably top on 42 points by six points Austria Salzburg second on 36, another six point gap back to Bischofshofen in third. What a sensational season for them, um, given, you know, they were very much the, the whipping boys last, last season. So they would have 30 and their points per game t- total would take them up from fourth 
above Sikirshan into third. Sikirshan in, in fourth on 30 points as well. Grodig uh, in fifth on 25. And then FCPS would move up from seventh to sixth based on points per game, would move above Anif, who would be in seventh. Um, and then you have Sankt Johan, Esaka, and Valskrunau going down in that relegation slot. I doubt they would relegate somebody based on a points per game approach. But, you know, could be a little bit of fun, I thought, to, to see what the points per game table would look like. And it would move FCPS up one place, importantly. Oh, nice. We're lobbying for the points per game approach then <laughs> come the end of the season. Oh, it's just, you know, the last couple of statements mentioned this too. It's not possible to make any concrete forecasts at this time. That is, you know, I'm sure not really a surprise to anybody, uh, certainly not a surprise to us. We're, we're trying to keep everybody informed. We're trying to keep on top of everything, but it is obviously a very, very fluid situation. It's really, really difficult to, to stay on top of it. And, you know, the most important thing is just that people are staying safe and that people are staying healthy and you know everyone's given the best that they can to to get back but I suppose we we do still have to be prepared for any eventuality I think at the moment the the cancellation of the season is is just as likely as as managing to squeeze in some games somewhere but you got to hope that it's possible and you just have to remember that you know it's just difficult at this level and it's a bit frustrating to watch Salzburg playing their games you know they've been playing some massive games this season just down the road really but it's just at a different level, isn't it? When you're playing in a stadium like that and when they've got facilities like that, it's really easy to to sort of uh, police it, to, to do things safely. I mean, we've both attended, uh, been lucky enough to attend Salzburg games this season. And you know what it's like. I think the first time I went to a Champions League game there in this season under, under the sort of lockdown rules, I came home and I was kind of amazed, really, that I left my front door, got on a train to Salzburg, gone into the stadium, watched the game, written my reports and stuff, come back and had got home. And I basically hadn't been within metres of anybody. It's just, you know, the whole train situation was, it was very spaced out on the, on the Westbound trains here. That they, they were not very busy at that time. And you know, it was easy to get a whole section to yourself. And then into the stadium, you don't go past anybody. They, they've got a sort of an updated ticket procedure so you can go and get your accreditation and go in. And I, I literally didn't come into contact with anybody. And it's, it's just simply not possible at the regional league level, unfortunately. And that is, you know, that's where the, the fundamental problem arises. You know, it's, it's very hard to get these games, get these games played. It is. And if we're, you know, if we're going to reflect on potential scenarios, I think that the cancellation of the season, unfortunately, does look like the likeliest outcome at the moment. And that's just because of the, the time window that we have, given the numbers are as they are right now. Getting that season finished, even in a squeezed format, doesn't really seem too realistic to me. So I'd like to be surprised in that respect. But I think hopefully full focus can go on next season now. Next season being a, a fresh start um, with some different, slightly different players and uh, an attempt to, to start from, from scratch and, and build a promotion charge. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really would be. And that's that's exactly what we're hoping for of course and if we do reach the summer and the, the league is cancelled then you know at least then everyone has the clarity that we can look forward because I know it's, it's frustrating for us and it's, it's strange for us and it's leaving the listeners you know everyone who's listening to this all the fans of FCPS they're sort of in limbo too you know well very much in limbo everyone wants to support the team we want to get on board with this I cannot wait for another match day to be back commentating but it's so difficult when you don't know when that is and and there's you know you just can't can't plan around it so 
definitely keeping our fingers crossed definitely hoping for for good health for everybody and uh, a return to, to action as as soon as as is safely possible but i guess that's the key word isn't it as soon as is safely possible so uh, we hope you've enjoyed a bit of an update thanks again to the salzburg football federation for providing us with that update and um, we hope you've enjoyed us going through that uh, we've tried to provide a little bit of clarity where there really isn't much clarity but at least uh, you might be a little bit more informed after this podcast as to uh, how the lie of the land is in Austria right now in the Pinskau region. If there is any more news, we'll do our absolute best to keep you on top of it with these podcasts here at the FCPS show. As uh, Lee said earlier, you can follow us on Twitter at FC Pinskau, Facebook at FC Pinskau as well, Instagram too, and we'll work as hard as we can still to get the English Twitter back up and running as soon as we can. But for now, thanks very much for listening. Uh, goodbye from me and goodbye from Lee as well. Goodbye. This has been the FCPS show. It's recorded, produced and edited in Vienna, Austria for FC Pinskau Saalfelden. And if you're interested to find out more about Europe's unique fan-owned club model, then why don't you head on over to wefunder.com forward slash fan.owned.club and find out everything that you need to know about this incredible opportunity to become a part owner of a European soccer club.